You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Bible Plus podcast. Today we will be covering Matthew chapter 23. Chapter 23 follows chapter 22 in which Jesus received a lot of testing from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They tested him concerning whom to give taxes to and concerning the resurrection, trying to stump Jesus and denying his person and his work. But the Lord in his wisdom muzzled the mouths of the Pharisees and towards the end of chapter 22, he unveiled something wonderful concerning himself that Jesus Christ was not only the Messiah as the seed of David sent by God to establish his kingdom on earth, but this Jesus Christ was David's Lord, implying that Jesus himself was God. (laughs) And this is wonderful. Um, But then in Matthew 23, Jesus says a very strong word to the Pharisees, um, and not directly to their persons, um, condemning their persons, but condemning their hypocrisy. In Matthew 16, um, the Lord says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he tells this to the disciples. Um, and we have to realize, brothers and sisters, that hypocrisy um, is something really that the Lord is against. And hypocrisy, just like how leaven can, can spread from one loaf of bread to another, um, is not only found in these religious peoples 2,000 years ago, but can easily be found inside each and every one of us. And really the way for us to, to combat this, not an effort of ourselves to, to be a more genuine person. Actually, the Bible reveals and tells us that there's only one true person, and that is Jesus Christ. So let's explore a little bit of um, what this chapter says. In the first 13 verses, the Lord really um, examines, dissects, um, unveils that the Pharisees were a very outward people. They loved to make a display. And the Pharisees at this time were religious people who, who followed the law, who uh, explained the law for God's people, the Israelites, to know. But if we read verse 5, we, we can see that um, all their works they do, they do to be seen by men. There's this interesting phrasing, for they've broadened their phylacteries and enlarged the fringes of their garments. And in typology, um, what this signifies is that uh, back in, in those times, the Pharisees would have a parchment with some scripture, and they would place it upon their forehead, uh, upon their left arm, upon their, their shoulder, according to Deuteronomy 6 and 11, um, to show how they loved the law, were for the law, how they kept the law. And their garments were they were uh, hemmed with a, a band of blue, signifying that their conduct was regulated by the heavenly rule. And these two, are, two um, symbols are very positive. However, the Pharisees didn't have the inward living and the, the, the inward love for the law that they were outwardly displaying. And, and actually, brothers and sisters, hypocrisy is, is simply when the inward reality doesn't match the outward expression. 
And we read further, um, they, they love to be called rabbi, which is a very honorable name. And um, they, they love to assume all these titles, father, instructor. And in the same note, uh, many times we could enjoy all of these titles ourselves. But the Lord really humbles us and says, One is your father, he who is in the heavens. One is your instructor, the Christ. Concluding in verse 12, And he who will exalt himself shall be humbled, and he who will humble himself shall be exalted. And I just love the pattern of the Lord Jesus. When he was on the earth, of course, um, it's very clear that he he is the king. God himself came down to earth to be our, our, our king, to not establish a physical kingdom, but a heavenly kingdom. But he did this in all meekness, in all lowliness, being born as the son of a carpenter, being born so limited. He only had three and a half years to do what he wanted to do. And men despised and rejected him. But God highly exalted him. And so we have to realize, brothers and sisters, that our exaltation shouldn't be self-exaltation, but rather we should look to the, to the one who, who has all the, the authority, the glory, and the splendor. In verses 13 through, um, 36, then the last portion, part of the chapter, we, we see, um, it begins with these eight woes. And woe in the Old Testament just refers to, um, sorry, woe in just means beware. And so he's warning the Pharisees. But in our prayer, um, prayerful reading of this word, we could even consider this. The Lord is as warning us. And there's many very uh, discouraging items here um, that describe the Pharisees in verse 26 through 28. Blind Pharisee. Cleanse first the inside of the cup and the dish, so that their outside may also become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you resemble whitewashed graves, which outwardly appear beautiful, but inwardly are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And we really need to go before the Lord, that we wouldn't have our in, an inward being even a living that is dead and without life, void of the reality, which is Christ. Um, throughout these uh, these woes, you could see that who the Pharisees were outwardly did not match who they were inwardly. Uh, the word hypocrisy implies a, a stage performance and kind of like how actors on a stage, they put on a mask, they put on another persona. Many times we could also lead... Uh, two lives and have two different personas, have the Sunday morning persona that have the rest of the week persona. And how can we, how can we ever be saved from this? Brothers and sisters, how can we be saved from this? Well, the answer is in John 16. The Lord says that when I go, I will send to you another comforter. This comforter is the spirit of reality. Actually, the spirit of reality is God himself. All that God accomplished in Christ and all that Christ is and has done for us enters into us as the Spirit. And this Spirit makes us uh, true persons, not fake persons, true persons. And when we allow God as the Spirit to spread in our inward being, then what's expressed is Christ, not as an imitation, um, not out of a moral duty, but His person just spontaneously is expressed through our living. 
And this is how to have righteousness, like what the Lord said, that is greater than that of the Pharisees and the scribes. Um, before moving on, um, there was also another cool part here in verse 17 and 18, where the Lord asked the Pharisees, which is greater, the gold or the temple which sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift which is upon it, he is bound. And so uh, the gold and the gift, which is laid on the altar, which is normally an animal sacrifice, um, this was uh, discerned um, very uh, uh, scrutinized by the Pharisees um, so that if people don't bring a sufficient sum, they, they would judge them inwardly. And the typology is really interesting because in the New Testament, the temple represents the spirit, it also represents the church, and the altar represents the cross. And many times we offer many items to the Lord, like, Lord, I, I did this for you. Lord, I, um, I, I, I sang this song for you. Lord, I taught, um, I, I shared this with my friends. And, and we have to realize that th this is very positive, but it's not the gift. It's not the gold that sanctifies itself, but it's actually, is it done in the temple? Is it done in your spirit? Is it done by the altar? Is it done by the cross? And then eventually we, we find ourselves towards the end of this chapter after some more um, strong words from the Lord. Uh, the Lord does end this chapter in a very positive way. In verse 37, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones, those who are sent to her. How often I desire to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. And so we could see the stubbornness of the nation of Israel. Um, for, for hundreds of years, they persecuted the Lord's prophets. They've turned away, and due to that, they were brought into captivity many multiple times. And then eventually in verse 38, the Lord says, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall by no means see me from now on until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So here the Lord tells them that the temple, which is God's house, normally he would say my house. But here he has a very strong word. He says your house, implying that the nation of Israel, um, the, the physical temple, it, that's no longer where the Lord would dwell anymore. Furthermore, that he won't, he won't, uh, the Jewish people as a nation will not receive him until he comes back the second time. And, and this might seem negative, brothers and sisters, but I, I'm really touched by the Lord's heart in verse 37, where he says, Oh, how often I desire to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers brood under her wings. The Lord, his heart is not that they would be far removed from him. His heart is not that they would go away, but they would come under his wings. And even in this rebuke, the, the first believers were the Jewish people. It's not like Jewish individuals could not receive the Lord. But as a nation, their heart was very cold toward him, even to the present day. Um, but the Lord has a salvation planned for them towards the very end, which was prophesied of in Zechariah 12, that when the Lord comes back, he will not forget his people. But again, um, as the loving hen, and actually here it's it's very cool. Jesus, Jesus is pretty much presenting himself as God the Father, as the source. I am the hen, come under my wings, and and I will rescue you from your your life of vanity and of living um, this this very double life. And we really need to come to the Lord in this way.
And once again, hypocrisy is a seed that can grow in any one of us. And we really need the Lord as the spirit of reality to come into us and to make us real persons, genuine persons. That's all I have for today. Hope many of y'all can tune in the next time when we cover Matthew 24. Bye-bye.